Welcome to the System.ca, the art and science of coaching, providing innovative information on speed, power, recovery, wellness, strength, and conditioning for both athletes and active individuals. Children and uh, multilateral development, and basically, you're telling me you're running up and you're you're in a field uh, when you're a child. You're basically you're uh, yeah. you had some. Some you buildings some sort of and all that stuff. And we were, you know, climbing up the building and jumping off onto the ground for me. Like it's, it's about a story high, which is built in plyometrics. So <laughs> <laughs> which, you don't think about it at the time, but the amount of times I've jumped off a building onto the, onto the ground thousands of times as a 10 year old. So talking about lifting weights, that's way tougher than lifting weights. So yeah, play and, uh, you know, that was just an eight to us. That was just fun. But uh, sometimes you don't want to, Sometimes you need structure and sometimes you don't want to be too structured. Agreed. So let me let me ask you a little aside here. Did you have a, a, a towel wrapped around your uh, your neck like a superhero when you did that? <laughs> that was the idea, but we did it without the towel. Yeah. OK, I had the towel, man. Okay. Had to, you had to have the towel because it, it, when you jumped off, it looked kind of cool. That, you know, the thing flapping behind your back. <laughs> I, think, I think I jumped off one time. It was like, uh, well, at least two meters. On, it was on the grass, though. And, yeah, it was uh, on the yeah, field. It was on the grass. It was on the, yeah. Yeah. It's about, but, yeah you, know, you, you would kind of, that was one of the kind of competitions I think we had. Uh you know who can jump the who can jump from the highest before breaking something? I guess I don't know. This is what happens. You don't have internet. You know, like video that, games, right? That just like, break, I <coughs> whilst I remember it. Sure. Other stupid things we did as a kid, and this is this is before I left England. This was in England, so I was ten or eleven years old. Is we'd have this game. We would go on the uh, on the street, which is, it wasn't a highway, but it was it wasn't a side street. It was like a main road with cars <laughs> cars coming along. And we would see who could run across at the last possible minute without getting hit. <laughs> I, I just this is, this is why this is why video games are invented. <laughs> Can't believe it. Yeah. Well, the stupid things we did that made us, you know, stronger, jumping, yeah. and um, fast. Because I mean, how close can you get to that car without like leaving a sidewalk and running in front of these cars? It was crazy. Anyway. I yeah, we, we I think we could I can add to that. Not to not to have a conversation of who can who topped up the most stupidest <laughs> stuff, but uh I can uh, we had rock fights. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't think we ever had a rock fight, but yeah. Yeah. You, you got it, me. It, it was uh it was interesting. But anyways, you, you know, you mentioned something here about uh we the uh play, which is a really key thing. And I remember taking a course with Joe Levy uh at York University called Theories of Play. And I only took it because I figured, okay, how hard can this be? Theories of play. This is definitely going to boost me back. My, my GPA is going to go up with this one. Was I sadly mistaken? It was a pretty theoretical course. And it required you, like, it was a four-year course. And he made you think. And one of the thing, uh, one of the two things that came up, that I can't remember, it's probably why I got a B plus and he get an A, was he defined play as suspension of reality and internal locus control. And I think the third one was free flow. The idea is that you it would make up you would make up the, the rules as you as you go. And yeah. it would be sort of arbitrary we agree on something. Uh and the sense of fairness was basically almost arbitrary. It was because of that, it would never be unfair. 
And I think kids have this innate ability to do this. <laughs> and when you start to take away this element, I think you take away a lot of social development. And I, I could be wrong, but you, you know, what's your I take on that? I have to discuss having, having young kids. Yeah. So I'll play, you know, my, with my 10 year old playing tag and you're going around and you, you do something and he goes, no, you can't do that. Here's the rules. I'm like, when did you make that rule up? Just now. <laughs> this is the idea where free flow, like you basically, so, yeah, these rules are made up arbitrarily. <laughs> but he wasn't fair. Everything else made sense, except he wasn't fair. It's like, I didn't know that rule. So how could that be fair? Well, the, the fairness is basically when you, yeah, well, the, the counter to that is like, uh, you may you have to make up your own rule. And then basically you impose that rule. So that's, that's how you kind of balance itself work. out. That doesn't work with a 10-year-old. You don't, you, don't, you don't have a 10-year-old, do you? So no, he can take rules up, but I can't. <laughs> those are the rules. Those are his rules. He can make them up, but I can't. Anyway, we play. You got it. You got to put a Russell, uh, Russell uh, Peters up. Somebody's going to get hurt real bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, yeah, <laughs> We're not advocating child abuse here, so don't uh, <laughs> come down on us here. Uh, we, I want to get into this idea of, because um, uh, you, you, you talk a lot about this on your, on your Instagram. So I want to kind of lend uh, into that and this idea of fasting. And like, give me a, give the, the listeners like an, an idea of what, fasting is and you know the benefits of it okay so i actually just talked had a, a conversation with my client this morning who was sick for three days and so she came in and she said you know what i don't feel good i haven't done anything i haven't eaten for three days i feel you know a little weak and she had the best workout of her life and she goes why do i have so much energy so <laughs> i learned this as a in high school um, I never used to eat when I ran. I'd go like at Olympics. I went three days without food. And people look like you go, it drives me nuts. You go to a gym and personal trainers are telling their clients, oh, you got to have this protein shake before workout or during workout to give you energy for working out. It's so ludicrous. Now we have the science, which is great. Like we never had all, now, now I know why we did it. We did. So I would, I would run and, you know, not eat, feel great. And then I'd eat something and feel like crap. So I kept that up for my whole career. I never ate before I worked out. I never ate before I uh, competed because it just felt right. I didn't know what the science was. Now I know what the science is. It's you release so much more energy from a fat molecule than you do from sugar. So people, for sure, always, yeah. Yeah. So people are always thinking that, you know, got to eat sugar because that's what our ATP um is derived from what it's it's the majority of our energy is derived from fat not sugar yeah. but the, soon it's but soon as you have any carbohydrate whatsoever it raises your raises your blood sugar level raises your insulin uh and locks the fat in so you can't get to that stored energy and what people don't know also is that even if you have protein excess protein con is converted to to sugar as well which raises your insulin people use it it's only fat that doesn't raise insulin. So if you want to get access to those stores, uh, you got to fast, and you got that fat. Only fasting keeps your insulin levels low. Even like before, and you you must have heard. I know you have uh, the little six meals a day to raise your metabolism. The bodybuilders always used to yeah uh, reach. It's doing the exact opposite. It's the worst thing you can do. Your body needs that because every time you eat, no matter what. Uh, Little, even if it's this much, your insulin goes up, locks fat in, so you're you're done. That's why, and that's why people are getting fatter and sicker, 
over the past 30 years and all this, you know, new technology and <laughs> and all these things. But why are we getting worse? Why are we getting fat and sick? Because uh, this, the research wasn't there, but now it is. And fasting just releases abundance of energy. It burns fat. It helps mitochondrial health. It helps metabolism. Uh, there's just so many benefits. And I'm not saying starving. Like I still eat three, 4,000 calories a day. Just in a, I don't, and I don't start fast for days. I just fast for a few hours a day. And if you think about it, you're asleep for eight anyway. Right. You're not supposed to eat before. If, if you want the benefits of recovery, which we talked about earlier, yes. One of the best ways is not to eat for three or four hours before you go to bed. So say you eat, you know, three hours before you go to bed, then you got eight hours in bed. That's eleven hours already. If you wait a, an hour or two when you get up, you've just fasted for thirteen, fourteen hours. Yes. Has a huge benefit to your recovery, to your energy, to your health, and every. I mean, the, the study. You just, anybody can Google it now. I've read like number of books on the on the subject, and it's just it's so profound. And you don't even get hungry because when you um, access all those energy stores, that's that's why you that's why you get hungry. It's because your cells are going like I need I need fuel. So if you're always continuously giving it sugar, which only lasts for a short amount of time, and then your insulin drops, your cells are going, I need more fuel. So that gives you, keeps you in that cycle. When you stop that you, and then start releasing uh, fat or using fat for fuel, you uh, automatically are not hungry anymore. So sometimes I have to remind myself to eat because I'm just not hungry. It's like, oh, I should eat though. So it, it, right. it's, it's the most, I think, and it's free. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Talk and your food. And your food bills drop because you're not eating as much. Yeah, it's the most profound, is the best way that people can use, not just for you know, fat loss and body composition, but for your health in general. It's the number one thing I tell people to do. You got to sleep well and you got to fast. It's Everything interesting. You, you know, it's uh, maybe another uh, sort of little uh, tagline. You got to eat well. You got to, you know, sorry, fast well and then sleep well. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's as opposed to like eat well, which kind of you know. I, I, you know, I know if, uh, you know, every year I, I, uh, I'm, I'm practicing or, uh, uh, you know, wishy-washy Muslim here, but I do fast and, uh, and I notice that every, usually by the third week of my fast and people always ask me, I mean, we don't, we don't drink either. Like we don't drink water till sunset. Right. So right. you can't have actually, actually nothing. And, but after the third week, you'd be surprised. I actually ended up doing full workouts by the third week. The first two weeks I kind of get, you you know, uh, I got to be careful, but, uh, you know, cause you, you have no food, no water, right. And you're waking up at an ungodly hour to kind of eat and then you go back to bed again. It's like, it, it's, uh, it kind of just screws up your day. Your night becomes your day. Your day becomes your night. But nonetheless, by the third week, your body actually starts going without food. Now, over the years I've been doing this, I've noticed, like you saying, you know, I, I can go for hours without food. And uh, it's probably a bad thing because I probably should eat as well. But the idea is like I don't I don't um, your your ability to maintain your lean body mass and then what you extract, I think, also from that food, because all of a sudden now you've gone from feast to famine, you know, for, for, sorry, from famine to feast. And your body's like, oh, I better suck all this, in for, you know, this nutrients up. And so the next time you, you know, so you actually absorbing better you know then if you're eating six meals a day where you probably get partial absorption i think and the other one the other point i like to add to that is uh you know um 
going back and you know when we were hunter and gatherers we didn't have bagels <laughs> we <laughs> really? didn't have we didn't have all these kinds of things so it's it, these modern sort of packages packaged foods like you're just today you're talking about a particular cereal i'm not going to mention it but uh if i, I was av- advocate Both you can go ahead and do it companies a freaking uh corrupt anyway yeah so you know i'm I'm thinking of like this is like a well-known person on TP24 or whatever, uh, and they're talking about this. I'm thinking, you know, this is where like I think a lot of people have to kind of look at the person who's saying it, not just the information where it's coming from. Like they've got to live a little bit of that reality, at least in my opinion. Uh, you've got to live that reality a little bit because that, to me, that shows a certain level of weight of knowledge of wisdom that you have but if you don't have that uh you just have knowledge information well that's easy to access in the internet i could do that but i want the wisdom behind it and i think this is where i i really feel that you kind of you know exemplify that which kind of you know would give you an indication of how many people in my opinion should be actual actual trainers or people who should be given advice because i think you have to live it uh not to discount the other side completely but I think there's something to be said about living that reality, right? Am I, am I right? I think if you can get the balance, that's what it is. I'm not saying there's a lot of guys who know way sure. more than I do, but there's no sure. common. What I think is what I, what I uh, like to express to people is like use a little bit of common sense. Like if you think about it, especially like you said, you can access anything now. But when you read it, just say like this is common. Like I said, if you look on the back of a, cornflakes or special K or rice krispies or cheerios box look at the ingredients they're all either fake they're all don't ever listen to any any anybody can put natural on the on the on the, on the box yes uh, I, I can i can bring out somebody gave me a uh christmas package with all these healthy keto cookies and i'm like on the front it's marketing on the back do you see what's in here and you know you don't even the government doesn't even make you put everything that's in there on the package and food companies don't want to put what's in there on the package there's multiple types of sugar there's you know high fruit high fructose corn syrup is like the biggest yes mistake that the government ever let happen and it's still in foods like in 70 percent packaged foods and it's just corruption they they you know they help the sugar or the corn um industry right and yep. they give them kickbacks and they give they, they give them the government kick, like it's all it's all intertwined corruption and, and money making that's all it is but people should not be eating any of that stuff maybe they should put i know that you know the big thing is like oh low fat well maybe what they should put really in some of these things is like uh, a glycemic index or something say well this is going to raise your insulin i mean that'd be more of like i think more practicality i think what do you think I, I I think they should just put poison on the front of the box. <laughs> that too. There's they no difference. That too. <laughs> you know, there's Kellogg's cornflakes and rat poison. Same result. <laughs> just take just takes a little bit longer. That's all. Yeah, apparently, like you know, for one particular soft drink company, uh, <laughs> which starts with a C and 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 ends with well, a C, uh, starts with a C and also ends the, the second le- second letter is also a C as well. Uh, apparently that some of that can be used to clean off chrome oh yeah i'm sure and, you and it's apparently a very good toilet bowl cleaner yeah 
there's yeah, i mean so and so i've heard like i've seen some stuff the, the 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 many uses of that product which is really interesting and people people i can't tell you when the last time i actually had one uh, like it just uh I mean, uh yeah it's it's quite amazing right but uh so you we we go ahead go ahead sorry no i was gonna say the people don't realize like i i know grandparents who give their grandchildren the or you know candies and parents who still sending their kids off to school with cheerios and it's like you know what i i've said this on my, on my post too give them a cigarette it's it's much <laughs> much much healthier much healthier would you do that no so why would you do that with your you know giving them cereal anyway yeah. that's my for your podcast for the day yeah and one more thing um you know you use a lot of general training because I, I was reading an article recently with Malcolm Arnold and, you know, they asked him what he does for training. So he said he does use a lot of general weights. And this goes along the same line with Charlie, what I've kind of read with Charlie and uh, working with Ben a bit, you know, so they did a lot of general training uh, for weights. And I know now the big trend uh, and like big thing is like velocity based training where uh, some of these, uh, you know, powerlifting, uh, you know, and then they're strongman, you know, I, again, compartmentalizing these elements of training, which kind of gives labels to these things, which basically then, you know, people fall into these camps. Uh, what's your take on these things? Again, it goes back to what we said from when we started this is everybody's coming up because they're trying to make programs to make money or try to be experts. And like, you know what, this is none of this is is original. Uh, especially, especially when I mean, for, for athletes, we need to do it because we're trying to achieve a certain sport or movement or thing like that. But for people in general, it's it's the same thing. Nobody nobody just wants to run or walk around with you know big biceps and chest. They just want to feel good, and it's it's general movement in you know, it's movement in general. There's no like you said compartmentalizing these things because. Number one, it takes too long. Number two, it's not sustainable. Um, unless you're the one percent who wants to be a bodybuilder or a gym rat, but in general, in general, if people want to be healthier and fitter, it's doing the basics that we used to do 30, 40, 100 years ago. You know, um, keeping it simple and stop trying to complicate things for people. So give the give the listeners. This is, uh, and I'm going to give you a, a shameless plug here. Allow you to give you a shameless plug to yourself. Um, you know, I remember in Charlie Francis' training system book, there was a picture of you uh, bench pressing. <laughs> and just kind of give the, you know, what did you start off with and what did you end up with at the body weight? And, t- and did you do a lot of, like, powerlifting? Did you do a lot of, like, velocity-based training? Mm-hmm. I mean, give, give, us, give, us the, give us a secret sauce here, Mark. So, again... If you're looking for the secret, the magic, the magic pill or the uh, or the the magic bullet, what are you going to call it? Training for us has never really or for me has never really changed throughout the time. We do our circuit training, same circuit training you see us doing running up and down, doing push ups and sit ups. Uh, And we do that with running and without high high intensity circuit training. Uh, As far as uh, strength and resistance training goes, there are three main exercises clean squat bench uh there are some other ones in between but those are the main three that people have done through time and 
I think because there hasn't been that much of a change, you know, month to month or year to year, that that's why we were able to get so strong. Because I was my com- com- competition weight was 162. And 162. I had, wow, that's light. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I've been up to I think I got up to the most I ever got up to was around 170, and I or 168. And even at that small increment, I didn't feel I could move. It's power to weight, power to weight, power, power to ratio. Yeah. You know, yeah. So for a guy of 162, you know, I was benching 350, cleaning 350, and squatting 550, I think. So, and I've done, you know, I've looked at the differences and trying to go, we, we did a lot of weight training one year, actually 91 uh, with Colin. We did so much weight training. I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. Like I came last in every race. This was a year before the Olympics. Right. <clears throat> there is a balance there of doing too much uh, of one thing and not enough of the other. And, you know, everybody's different. But in general, we're talking about, you know, there's athletes and there's general population. I always tell people, like, what do you want? What do you want out of life or your fitness, your health goals, whatever it is? And what are you willing to pay? Because it's always a price. And you got to get that in balance. Because if you want this and you're doing this, you ain't going to get it. So, right. you know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so basically we, you know, it, it's the re- repetition, as we said from the beginning yes. of this interview, the yes. repetition over years and years and years, and you just get stronger and stronger and stronger. It takes a while with less injuries. If you, if you take your time, I work with young athletes all the time, hockey and the parents want them to put on weight. How do you put on pounds? You know what? The only way you're going to do it uh, effectively is over time you can go and eat you know six steaks a day and get fat and uh then you're gonna you have to you you don't have the strength to carry that around so you're not going to be a good athlete you have to do it the correct way take your time it's going to take a few years and you'll be a better athlete but it's going to take time and and when you how long did it take you to progress to about 350 i mean just i mean i'm saying this because uh Oh. I, I want to give the viewers this idea of progression and, and, and be patient with development because things take time. So give us an idea here. So I started lifting weights when I went to Clemson, 1980, my first okay. year of college. Didn't really do any weights at all in high school. What and was your bench then? What was your bench then? Oh, I couldn't. Probably probably the bar. <laughs> probably, Are you probably, serious? No, I come was, on. As a, as a hurdler, you got to be – I mean, as a sprinter, you'd have to have some power. You know, not all not all sprinters lift. Not all athletes. Like Carl Lewis never used to lift anything. No, yeah, I know you could tell he him too. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no offense, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, regardless of what he did, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he was. He was a technician in terms of running. He was so smooth. I think he's fine. Again, I maybe don't see eye to eye, but can't you can't knock him. One of the best Olympians ever. Ever. Oh yeah, no, no, I I agree. Like uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. Like he he was another one is even smoother. I would say it's Flo, uh, Flo Joe Florence Griffiths, man. She was just so technically sound. I remember watching her do the hundred meters, and she was smiling the whole way. Yeah, she, she was so relaxed, and she was, apparently yeah. accelerated. She was so accelerating. Yeah. If you if you look at her splits, it's unbelievable. You yeah. know, she didn't have the fastest time compared to like say the men, but. Just look at the, 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 the relaxation and the, and the smoothness and the, you know, yeah, she, was, she was able to just maximize that incredibly. She was beautiful running. Yeah, she was. Rest so give, give, go back to this idea. You, when you were in, you were in, yeah, so I was, in there, I was, you're doing, I was, what are you doing for bench there? 
Aside I'm on the bar. My body weight was I was only a 125 when I went to college. I was small. <laughs> I was skinny. Oh, you're a tiny guy, man. I was wow. I think I by the time I finished college, I was 145. So Okay. So you're basically doing your body weight. So how long did it take you to get to 350? I was lifting 350 in 1993, I think. 12 years or 13 years. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because then Ben start Ben ended up doing three uh, four seventy five for three, which is five fifteen. But I think if I can if I can remember, and I could, I could be could be wrong here, but I think he had sixteen. He was doing like one eighty five, right? And then if you mo- if you work that over a couple of years until you get up to five fifteen, it's about two and a half pounds per week. And yeah. so this idea of collagen, I remember Dan Paft saying he did did a seminar and he said you know skill lags behind fitness by about two weeks or three you know two but thereabouts and then I would say collagen development from what I've been reading like three dimension we're talking like your whole body kind of con- con- uh, connective tissue or sinew right that lags behind by four to six months so yeah. you gotta you gotta you know which comes back to this idea of we talked about earlier. You know, you kind of wait till the system's online till you add the weight. You change the program, right? So you, it took you that long to get from, you know, which is really interesting because, you know, college coaches or strength coaches and some of these teams are just trying to get these athletes so strong, so strong. But and and you kind of alluded to this idea. Well, well, how elastic is that tissue now? Exactly. It's like you know, you got to be able to use it. And I. And, I try to get people all the time. They're like they're bored. Like I can do more than this, Mark. I know you can, but just be patient, because yeah. everything else, like your tendons, your like, yes, you 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 know, you blow out a hamstring, two yeah. three weeks you're back. You blow out a knee, you're gone for the season. Yes. You just don't. So you you know, that's why I don't like things like you know, <laughs> leg extensions or leg press for that matter, because you're building these huge solid muscles and you get bigger and stronger, and your tendons. They they don't have the same uh, elasticity as you know. Like it takes a long time for those things to catch up to the strength of your muscles. Just like you were saying with the collagen and the connective tissue, it's more yeah. it's way way longer. There's there's no blood flow there. I can't remember who said this, but I think it was Charlie. He said there there are no metals in the weight room. There you go. <laughs> and I think that's a really really profound point because I know the industry and. Again, I'm gonna probably get in hot water here a little bit, but I I've just seen I've been I'm 50 years old, uh, 53 actually, and I've seen things come and go in one sense. The industry right change from you know at one point there was no training to us, then bodybuilding got into football and and it slowly evolved into powerlifting because Louis Simmons and uh, you know that whole so every gym now looks like a powerlifting gym in, in the U.S. and they're using bands, they're using chains, they're using uh, who else? Know? And then you got the velocity based crowd. They got in that big, basically, like I said, maybe it, it lends to the idea that they're, you know, they're they're supporting to for you to buy a Tendo unit, which is, I don't know how many or a push unit. Uh, again, I'm not having, you know, I'm not offending these companies, but I'm just making an observation here uh, that, you know, you, you have to buy these instruments now to determine, oh, if the bar speed is going fast. Like, I, I think if you did a clean, you, you can, I don't know. If you either you make your lift or you don't make the lift, I'll tell you how fast you are. <laughs> like, like, you really, yeah. how, how important is that? Oh, today, like you said, no medals, uh, I won in the weight room. Today, I moved it at, at 32 kilometers per meter or whatever they measure it in. 
And next week I'm doing 34. Are you any better? <laughs> yeah. And how does that translate now to your translate? sport? Yeah. So I, I see a lot of these conditioning coaches use all these, you know, I this I'm not going to mention the name, but there's one person on my on the LinkedIn. Uh, he's from not from here. He's from another country. But anyways, he has a band attached to the uh, the athlete, uh, and then the athlete is running away uh, away from the from where the band is attached, and then he's holding on a medicine ball over his head, and then he he kind of like comes back, and I'm just thinking you have so much time in the day to train. And I, and you know, again, depending on the rehab, I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but I'm just thinking that I'm trying to figure out the, 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 the usage of that. And I'm, and I'm thinking, like, let me ask Mark, what does he think about that from, oh, I know, again. Exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> and it's, all, I've been there and it's all shit. <laughs> and there's no, a, come out is of that, that the technical no, term for it? Is that's that the technical, technical term. Shit. Okay. There's no athletes that come out of that, that whole structured development that they have down there either. So anyway, and I, I kind of question some of that reality. Only reason why is because um, when you, when you're at the college level, you're playing at the pro level, you already have an athlete that's a half decent skill. Like you already have a athlete per se, in my opinion, my estimation, and you can maybe add to this and say, you know what? I may be part of that shit crowd. I don't know. But I think the last thing, the, 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 main, the main thing you want to do is don't hurt the guy That's and just dumb. maintain that level and just be patient, develop it slowly, as opposed to, you know what, let's make sure he can hit, uh, you know, 1.6 meters per second on his bar velocity and yeah. not knowing the technique and doing that. And I'm watching this one particular sprint coach, I won't make a reference to, but I did make a mention on his Instagram saying that perhaps you should, you know, uh, change the technique on the bar on how you're lifting and i was re- i wasn't even saying i would you know recommend I say maybe you should watch um two of the greatest weightlifters i think you know is, is uh dimitri klokloff uh from the soviet union and uh, uh alexi uh from the ukraine and they're both gold medalists and they both advocate a certain type of position for when you're doing the uh olympic clean where uh, you know uh, the foot position and stuff. So the bar, basically the idea is that the bar gets in the way with your hip. And I'm watching these guys on the Instagram and these guys are, you know, they're doing a, almost like a, when they come up, they're doing a going wide out, you know, like the technique. So I know you get in the power aspect of certain things, but the cost of the cost of the technique and you're not, you're training the wrong patterning in my opinion. And then, you know, you post that I'm thinking, and I can't make a comment because I made a comment to that. And then somebody else trolled me, literally trolled me. And this is a very well-known conditioning coach. And I had to basically call, call him and say, listen, man, I made a simple comment. I didn't insult you. Why are you trolling me? And I was really offended by it. I said, well, you can't make a comment. And I just, I'm, I'm going to listen. Here's a guy. Here's these two guys, world, world, world champion. I mean, like, I, I picked up information from them, watching them for like 22 hours of video, you know. Give me your take. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you. It's like most of the stuff that you've seen me talk about, it's not something that I came up with. I just, I find the best experts, experts that I can find uh, to make what I'm doing better. Like, I'm not, 
I'm not the best in the world. Um, I've been the best in the world. Which <laughs> you <laughs> are. Let's just, let's face the fact. I mean, listen, you can't. I think you got to take into account. Listen, I'm saying this is going back to what I said earlier. Success leaves clues, right? So you got to take into account, like, okay, Mark, you don't have a PhD, you don't have a master's, right? Uh, you get an undergraduate. But am I not going to take, you know, stock into what you're saying? I mean, I'm going to, you've lived this reality. Come on. Like, I mean, that, that's got to be worth something to me anyways. I, I don't know. I, and I'm going to take some textbook as well. I think you got to, like you said, you got to just put it all together, but you can't discount. You can't just discount somebody because they don't have a PhD. Uh, 100%. And, and like I said, it's like, you got to, you know, I, I don't have a PhD, but I can read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can read what all the best people are saying and I can be wrong. It's just, you know, it's just one guy's opinion. I've, from the research I've done and the experience I've had, I've tried to put that together as best I can. And yeah, sometimes people go, Mark, you know, a six-year-old will say, Mark, why didn't, why didn't you do it this way? And I'm like, shit, I never even thought about that. You're absolutely right and I'm wrong. Like, I can be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to have a discussion. It's okay to have a debate. That's the whole purpose of what I'm doing on Instagram is like, Having people, everybody's sort of agreeing with me right now. I was like, I'd, I'd like to have some people going like, no, you know what, Mark, you're wrong with this. And then I'll go back and it helps me to re, to study more. It helps me to learn more and it helps me to help people. But that's, you know, that's the whole democratic society that we live in, right? Yeah. I think somebody told me once, he says, always enter an argument hoping the other person will prove you wrong. Yeah, and I you, think you, when you, I think one of the problems is in this day and age and uh, I don't want to get into too much of this, the social media thing, but people, when they when they post, when you talk to somebody face to face or like obviously, like obviously what we're doing right now, there's a lot of tone inflection. There's a lot of stuff, there's mannerisms, you know, uh, that we see um, that give us an indication of where that person is coming from, how that information is being taken. Right. Uh, and when you post stuff on, on Instagram or you post these things, sometimes in I always try to use emojis as much as I can. I always put like, you know, the prayer hands, two hands together, like, you know, this is my humble opinion, you know, just a thought, you know, uh, I always try to keep that in mind because I know people sometimes take that the wrong way, they're, depending on the mood that they're in at the time when you, when they receive that message, there's so many things now that people are so sensitive that you can't have discussion. You can't, you no longer can have discussion with people without, you know, somehow or the other offending them. And, but we're not saying, listen, you know, I think that when two people have a certain opinions, we can agree to disagree on certain things. And maybe that person's perspective may be good for something at a certain time and the other person vice versa. Right. And I think that's one of the problems uh, I see a lot of times in, with uh, social media is that we, it doesn't foster good discussion. Well, I think uh, you're one, wrong in one thing is that you should try to offend people. <laughs> I think, media. And I, I started it just as a yeah, as a yeah, fun. I know. Men people, yeah. like, get off this crap. Like, you see, especially with personal trainers, and you see all these fit little 20 year olds showing their ass. I'm like, and I, I said this from back in when I started this is like, if you are on there professing to be a trainer and you're 20 and your ass is not nice, you shouldn't be on here. <laughs> I want to see <laughs> being that pert when you're 50. I, I'm just going to say, I mean, this is why, I mean, I'm talking to you right now because I think like, you know, and going back, that's why I wanted to talk about your numbers because listen, man, uh, at 162, and let's just get this straight, people. 
Mark, did you have a, did you use a suit doing that? Like a bench suit? Did you use any wraps? Did you like, give, give me an idea what you did. Do you have any sort of external I prophylactics? I think I was shirtless out in the sun somewhere. <laughs> in one of those crappy little gyms by the track. Yeah. And I think this is a key point here is this progression and slowly. And what's your take on this idea? Cause I just, I picked this up from Charlie uh, that the speed uh, carries the weights. Yeah. I tell, I tell that all the time to people, especially when I, I think for athletes, uh, the most important exercise is a clean. Don't even have to do a jerk, just a clean, the speed of what you go from zero inertia to your shoulders. And it's, you know, I have these athletes in there trying to lift this thing up and it's like, they're just muscling it up with all their strength. And then you have these little guys come up and say, guys, it's a leg exercise. Okay. Stop trying to pick them up with your arms. You're never going to do it. The fact, the, it's like a deadlift and drop. That's what it is. You got to, the high, the faster you can get that thing high and drop under it, the easier it's going to be. So it, it's all about, it's all about speed. It's got nothing to do with strength whatsoever. Yeah. Well, a little bit. So, um, and you right now, like if people want to get a hold of you, Marcus, I know you work with uh, Max Domi, right? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other people you want to kind of, you know, that we uh, that we don't know of or maybe we do know of, but we you know that you work with. Uh, uh, no, actually, most of my guys are up and coming hockey players. Those are the okay. those are the ones I like the best because, you know, Max has already made it. So I'm just hoping I can make him a little bit better and help him in any way I can. Right. Uh, we have a lot of input. I, you know, we, a lot of his program this year was done by Matt Sundin over in Sweden. We call him up once a week and we, you know, we put together the conditioning aspects from track because Matt, Matt's used to do a lot of, of track and a lot of Swedes do all track work in the summertime. Right. So put together some of that with what, with hockey. I don't know anything about hockey because I can barely stand on skates. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm in the same camp. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to work with athletes who are trying to make it like a lot of AAA guys, a lot of OHL guys. So people wouldn't know who they are, but that's my, that's my wheelhouse. That's, those are the fun because those guys are so hungry. There's this close that they're really, really hungry. And I love working with guys that really want it badly. So those are the guys I work with most of the time. Uh, not too many of the other pros, although I, I write programs for some pros. Right, right. And if they want to get a hold of you have a website, Mark? Yep, MarkLacoy.com. MarkLacoy.com. And you also wrote a book did you, on Amazon, right? Uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> I was playing around with it. It's, it's, a, it's a book. It's, it's, you're an uh, author. Actually, I'm get... in the process of writing a real book. So okay. wait for that one. That, well, I was hey. just sort of playing. Again, play, I like to try different things and say, see how sure. books. I, in my, the reason I've never written one, really, is because there's too many books out there of like, oh, here's my life. This is what I did. Here's how to train. Here's what to eat. I don't want it to be like that. I don't want it to be like everybody else's book. Oh, there's another athlete, another room playing, writing about how great they are. <laughs> so yeah i want to i want to put a, bit, a little different spin on it well i think people should get a hold of it personally i just i think there's some uh, i was looking at the table of contents in there and i think there's some uh simplistic sort of take take advantage of some as mark's experience i think there's some definitely some uh you know some wisdom in this in this and and you know what you're talking about here like i said i can i can relate this back to talking to uh, to Charlie, to, you know, some of this stuff. And, and, and Charlie had a big influence on Al Vermeil as well. I listened to a lot of stuff he, he was talking about. So <clears throat> there's a, there's a, 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 uh, 
a continuity of this knowledge that I think, you know, again, you're up against a lot of these equipment companies and other personal agendas that sort of defy this reality of simplicity, which I think you've sort of solely uh, espoused through your trading career and through your current life right now, which is, I think, really amazing. Um, and so I think people should get out, get out and get that book from Amazon. Uh, there's a little plug for you. And, um, and then, you know, if, if what, what your next book is going to come out, is it more for a kind of general population or is it basically for like uh, athletes? What is it for? No, this, this one is just general pop. Like I'm, I'm, my passion right now is, is helping people to get the most out of themselves, whether it doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or, uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> Life. Uh, I think there's just too much min misinformation, or I shouldn't even say misinformation. I should say it's just too like you, like we've been talking about this whole time. It's too complicated, and it doesn't have to be. Yes. People want have, people have to be motivated. Like why should people have to be motivated? It should be automatic. I you should be it should be simple enough that I don't have to oh get up in the morning oh do I have to go do that workout or do I have to go on this diet? It it should be a lot more simple than that. Yeah, and I think there's um, as as more and more people uh, kind of you know life gets more more complicated in one sense. I think really you need to try to you, you need to do your best to try to simplify things, not to make more complications. And so you know we're not uh, you know we're not bashing like the technology here. So I want to make that clear. We're just saying, listen, let's just kind of put it in context and say, listen, what's if I'm going to spend you know I think in a Omega Wave machine, I think one time was calling for like $20,000. And I think the company gave that to Charlie, um, you know, and, you know, he would use that. But then, you know, you would also ask the athlete, you know, like, how do you feel today? You get almost the same information from the same from the machine. But, yeah, uh, you know, you, you can, again, it's like weighing it out. Like, if I'm going to spend 20 grand on a product or X amount of $100 or something like that, what is it going to give me in terms of actual data information that I can really make a huge difference into my training? I think that's one of the things you kind of alluded to earlier. So, simplicity. Yeah. yeah, simplicity. So, anyways, I uh, I do appreciate your time, and we do have you recorded this time, by the way. <laughs> I did check the I checked the other Skype thing, so you're on. I'm going to put this up in two parts. Okay. And, uh, yeah, well, I want to get you back again, and I'm going to try to hunt up some topics, uh, and, and, and hopefully we can have, like, a, uh, you know, I do want to get your opinion, definitely your opinions on things, but I, I, I maybe add a, you know, two cents in there a little bit here and there and maybe have a discussion, have a, have yeah. a friendly discussion. What do you think? I, I think it's a great idea. I think, I, you know, I think we're quite aligned on so many things that, you know, if you wanted to, do it more for like once a week or whatever, and then like have it shorter and talk about a single topic. And so we can expand on each topic so people can have a clearer understanding of it in a, in a, again, in a simplistic manner. Yeah. I think we should start doing so. I have a thing, a, a podcast, I'm starting another one and it's just, it's just me rambling really. It's not really, but I like to get you in on that one and it's called Joe's to bros. <laughs> there you go. I mean, again, if we can get and some it's just simple, it's again taking this stuff that we talked about here and the simplistic weight training program, tempo training. Don't make it too complicated. You shouldn't be spending two hours in a weight room. If you're spending two hours in a weight room, you're you're you're, you're doing <laughs> like we're talking like maybe half hour, 45 minutes max. 
I'm that's in... including the warm up, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really what people kind of need, and I think definitely I want to. I'll. I'm gonna. I've organized some stuff on my notes there, so I think maybe as I kind of like uh, talk about stuff, maybe you might get you in on some of these things. I, I like to get your. And the way I look at it, Mark, is um, it's about promoting information. And whether it comes from you, comes from me, it's like you said, getting out there, getting this stuff out there. Because I think it's time really that, you know, how many more times, you know, you want to know that this thing works for how many other people it's done the same job with? How much more proof do you need? Do you need like a long term meta analysis to see that this thing works? I don't think so. I think that you have to sort of take into account uh, reality as well. And uh, I agree. So let's uh, let's you know let's talk let's chat back and forth, uh, um, and and maybe we can get you back on in about a week's time or so or two weeks. We'll see. You let me know, buddy. I'm around. All right, man. And keep up the post, man. I love them. <laughs> I I I, I, uh, I don't want you you post them kind of at random times just sometimes, but. If I'm doing something, uh, whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I put it on. Trust me. I'm, I'm committed now. I, I can't stop. I, I told people I'll be there every day. So even if it's uh, a short one, I, yeah, I got to get one in every day. So I'll be there. And uh, everybody, go out and check out uh, Mark's book again. Check out uh, his Instagram posts. He's got quite a few of them. And, uh, you know, um, you know, just do one of these things. And he's telling you to do. I think you're going to get some results. Sleep well, fast well. Equals. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, That's a good great. one. You came up with that. I wrote it down. No, no, you can, you, I give you, I give you, uh, it's, it's on record. I give you full permission to use it because like I said, we're, we, 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 we've gotten to a point now in our careers uh, that, you know, you've seen things and I think it's just now like, you know what, just work with this, just work, keep it simple with these people. And I think that's what basically is going to help people not trying to overcomplicate it having to download an app. And again, I'm not saying these things are bad, but I'm just saying you do, the more things you add to a person's life, the more stress you create. Yeah, and so you, you want to really keep it so they can just focus on what they need to do. They have a few things. And you, you recommended a, a, um, a app that uh, inter, inter, it's called Interval. What is it called again? Oh, just an interval, interval timer. Interval timer. Everybody go out and get one because – when you're doing the tempo work and stuff, that's yeah. what you're going to need. You can see it right here. People want to see what it looks like. Interval timer. Download from the App Store. It's free, and it's a great way to to do your, your interval training. But I have to think about how – did I do 10? Did I do 12? Do I, just do it for – like I said, start with 15 seconds. You're good to go. Okay, perfect, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we got two episodes, so I'm going to release one uh, today or tomorrow. And then I'll, a couple of days later, I'll get uh, the other one. And I'll send you the links when I'm done. Perfect. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Yusuf. Have a great one. You too. Take care. System.ca podcast disclaimer. We're not here to tell you that we know everything. Just, we're just here to present possibilities. The information presented is by no way intended as medical advice or as a substitute for medical counseling. The information should be used in conjunction with the guidance and care of your physician. Consult your physician before bringing, beginning this program as you would with any, any, any other exercise nutrition program.
if you choose not to obtain consent of your physician and or work with your physician throughout the duration of your time using the recommendation given, you are agreeing to the accept full responsibility for your actions. By continuing, you recognize that despite all precautions on the part of the system, the art and science of coaching, there are risks or of injuries or illness which can occur because of your use of the aforementioned information, and you expressly assume risks and waive relinquish and release any claim which you have against the system, the art and science of coaching, or any of its affiliates as a result of any future physical or illness incurred in connection with or as a result of the use or misuse of this information given. All rights reserved, no part of this publication may be reproduced, distributed, or transmitted in any form or by any means, including photocopying, recording, or any other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of the system, the art and science of coaching, except in the case of brief quotations or body and critical reviews and certain other non-commercial uses permitted by copyright law. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the content, please hit the subscribe button. Check out thesystem.ca for more information on services and more content like this and also products. Take care.